really good for her age. She takes really good care of her skin. She's just so undercover. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Love Drunk. Hello. I am here with the wonderful, incredible, amazing Kristen Rainey. Wow, I can't I can't live up to that introduction, <laughs> but thank you so much. I'm so happy that Kristen is here. Um, happy to be here. It's, it's about time, I think. It's, I think so too. I think so. <laughs> if we're being real here. It's about damn time. (laughs) So here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison and anything is on the table except for... Gin! That's right. We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast. I loathe gin as well. It's terrible. Really? It's so bad. The one and only time I ever drank gin is when the first time I got drunk in college, Mm -hmm. uh, Niles, our friend... Shout out. Um, brought, us, brought us a water bottle full of vodka and a thing of gin. And we didn't know how to do drinks, so we took shots of gin. Oh my which god. Which, never do it. Never do it. I will never drink it again. It made me feel like a cartoon character. Heat was coming out of my ears. You're just steaming out yes. of the ears. That is hilarious. Did you ever, I, I don't know if you like heard of this game. There's like a game and apparently it's called Gin Face. And it's people stand around in a circle. I hung out with a lot of, like, weird people right after high school. I hung out with a lot of burnouts. And, like, they, I hung out with, like, burnouts and then, like, frat boys when they came home. Like, it sounds like a burnout game, honestly. Yeah, it, it truly is. And you stand in a circle and you take pulls of gin and whoever, like, makes a face first loses. And I don't know. I would lose so Oh, yeah. Hard. But also, I don't know what you had. I can't remember what you have to do if you lose because everyone's taking polls anyway. So it's like you have to take another, another one. So, yeah, I don't know. Drinking games are wild. They're wild. Sometimes people are like, let's play a drinking game. And I'm like, just drink faster. Yes. Like, why? Why do we have to play a game with each other? I'm just so bad at games. I wasn't born with a competitive nature, so I'm like, can we just drink wine? Is that okay? Yeah, I don't know. I like I like drinking games. Like, you know, like a like a getting to know you game is fun, like a never have I ever of sorts, like a I truly think that that might be the only one. <laughs> I'm I'm just so inexperienced in life, and I'm friends with so many people who have done so many things that when I play Never Have I Ever, I feel like the girl from church who people invited out of pity. I am not a church girl. I'm just boring. <laughs> just that aesthetic. Like, she just takes on the church girl aesthetic. Yes. Oh my gosh. But what are we drinking, Kristen? We are drinking sangria. Hell yeah, we are. This is so good, So good. good. This is the Carlo Rossi brand, and it comes in the jug. Sponsored jo- by? Sponsored by. Please sponsor me. It would be really <laughs> nice to get paid for this. Oh my god. Uh, $6. $6 with your Ralph's card. Come Shout on, y'all. out to Ralph's. Shout out to Ralph's. Real MVP. Love that I can walk into a grocery store and buy... I mean, you can always walk into a grocery store and buy wine, but you can buy liquor at such cheap prices. So much better than in Texas. It's absolutely ridiculous. This really does sound like an ad break. It really, really I'll have, like, the, the theme music in the background. I'm like, you know, when you have a podcast, it's just so hard getting liquor sometimes. But uh, Ralph's makes it easy with my Ralph's Plus card. 
Oh my goodness. Me and the kids are always looking for a new way to drink. <laughs> when the kids get home from soccer practice, we need a snack for them and a drink for mom. <laughs> we went to uh, we went to a comedy show last night, Kristen and I yes. and a couple other people, and we went on this bit for a long time about like, oh my god, it's it's me from college, and like, how are your kids? How old are they? Like, and it went on for a, a decent amount of time. Because bits are our love language. Mm-hmm. Bits are our love language. Speaking of love, that's why we're here. Yes. That's what is happening right now. So, <laughs> I'm already just like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? We are day drinking. This is yes. it's all happening. It is on a Sunday at 1. Yeah. A Sunday afternoon is the best time to day drink and just ignore all your responsibilities for the coming week. Yeah. So, um, but I do that every day. That's very true. Every day's a Sunday. Christmas. It's a Sunday in my eyes. Especially when you don't have like a like a 9 to 5, like normal normal but you know like a nine to five job where you're expected to be places at like my schedule changes every week so you yep. know any time is a good time to drink if Just I'm not working in the morning this crazy LA life mm-hmm. the crazy life we lead but love so I have yes. a couple of like rapid fire questions for you like yeah. you're not even gonna think about it we're just gonna ask just to get to know you a little bit more, you know? Just, just, like, to, just, just to get started. Just to be here. Yes, of course. So, how old were you when you had your first kiss? I was a freshman in high school. Nice, good age. It was actually, it was a little bit scandalous <laughs> because it was my BFB, my <gasps> best friend's brother. <gasps> I know. Oh my god. Yeah. And this was, was this before Victoria Justice's hit song, it Best was Friend right Brothers? when it came out. It was perfect. That is incredible. Um, he now has two children Amazing. with two different women. Perfect. So dodged a bullet. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. Okay. And uh, how old were you when you had your first boyfriend? It can be like boyfriend was actually freshman year of college. Okay. Freshman years are really big for yeah, me. Apparently. Freshman years. Kristen's coming out in the freshman year. <laughs> she is doing the damn thing. It's because I'm like. I've given up on love. I'm starting a new chapter of my life. Fuck it. And then all these boys are like, hey, now that you don't want it, do you want it? Like, I know that you had interest beforehand, but I just, like, wasn't about it. But, like, now that you're totally uninterested, like, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. It's one of those when it rains, it pours. Not that I would know, but, you know. I'm not experienced in this at all. I don't understand. Uh, and then, so if you uh, had some advice about boys for your freshman year of college self, Ooh. what would it be? Oh my god! You could go back in time and tell small so, freshman crazy so much advice. Mm-hmm. Um, first off. For background, a small freshman cranny was such a sad girl. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I was really immature. I hadn't dated anyone. Mm-hmm. And so definitely um, bringing out the code names, Maverick. Hey, Maverick, what up? Um, My favorite code name. So actually, all of these code names are great. No one gets to know why. <laughs> but some of them are puns. It's amazing. It's great. Honestly, I think I'm hilarious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say learn a lot about yourself before you get in a relationship because right. you can only meet someone as deeply as uh, they've met themselves. And so that's a quote. That's not me. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> that's intense. Oh my God. But it's true. Uh-huh. It's true. I, I mean, you, I think... 
when I date people who don't really know a lot about themselves, it's very apparent mm-hmm. because it, you can't get that deeper connection. Right. And um, it really is, you you got to be at a stable place in your life and you got to know yourself mm-hmm. in order to have a healthy relationship. But I, oh my God, I listen to so many self-help books, guys, <laughs> and it is so apparent every time I speak. <laughs> I, you know, now that you, like, say it, I'm like, oh, okay, like, I could see that. But it's not, it's not something that, like, you walk into a room, you say something, and someone's like, that girl has listened to a lot of self-help books. I don't know, maybe I should start reading some self-help books. Or, I don't know. Like, do you have any suggestions yes. for for the love drunk? Would highly recommend You Are a Badass. Okay. Um, I know it sounds like a super cheesy book, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's really good. It's really empowering trying to think um what is it called it has the word fuck in it okay that's all i have for you search on google self-help book fuck and then (laughs) you might get some weird results if you look at that i don't know maybe like karma sutra will pop up i don't know there's actually a lot it's so weird a lot of the self-help books nowadays like Mm -hmm. have curse words in the title to seem cool like cool and edgy and it's yes. like self-help is badass yes hey come help yourself please because i just remember i think like the only quote-unquote self-help book i've ever read and i've read like a lot of um like memoirs and stuff mm-hmm. and not even like impressive memoirs i'm talking like amy poehler tina fey not that they're not impressive people but like you know hey, but they're interesting they're you interesting know? they're interesting people they're actors they have this process that is very interesting to me but it's not like i haven't read any like historical non-fiction books yeah i have so many books that i've picked up and then i i'm like Maybe I'll enjoy this when I'm at a different place in my mm-hmm. life, but right now, this is just not enjoyable, and yeah. I don't want to connect reading with not enjoying myself. Yeah, exactly. I completely understand that. Everyone says that I need to read Jenna Fisher's book. Yes. Okay. Because for a little while, especially having moved out to LA, there are books like Bossy Pants and Yes Please, where they kind of describe the route that these women took that was like different than the route that I'm taking and so I feel like that was a little more comfortable for me but I feel like I get anxiety when I think about like oh I have to read this book and it's like someone who like moved to LA did the damn thing you know and it would make me but everyone's saying that it's like it's actually really really helpful yeah well she was like I'm gonna move to LA and I'm gonna be famous and then shit hit the fan and so and she just does crazy shit and you know she's talking about how she thought she was gonna be famous in six months and Mm -hmm. it took her eight years before she got onto the office yeah and so she really talks about being in the long game and putting yourself out there a lot yeah which is advice I'm I'm trying to take speaking of putting ourselves out there oh my god (laughs) So, Kristen and I are also, this is the perfect time for this episode of the podcast, honestly. So, Kristen and I, and I will, I will go ahead and say my situation is not nearly as, like, dramatic. I get, not that yours was, like, dramatic, but but it's, like, but, you know, like, I just so happened to, uh, have a very intense three days with someone, and then it ended, and then Kristen. I just went through a breakup. Mm -hmm. It will be, I think, it happened on Monday, so... 
damn. Yeah, it's fresh. It's it fresh. It is fresh. It is, yeah, so I... So she's purely love drunk people. Mm-hmm. You can't get this kind of unfiltered shit anywhere Oh, yeah. So, 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 so let's talk about that. Let's break that down. Let's do What's it. What's going on with all of that? So what had happened was I met this guy, co-named Clark. Yes, Clark. Um, for funny reasons, but you'll never You'll know. never know. I am honestly, guys, I'm so sorry you'll never know why his name is Clark, because it is a hilarious connection. Maybe one day, years from now, we'll do a where are they now, and I'll reveal the reason Oh my why. god, I would love that. Um, but yeah, we met about a month and a half ago, and it, we just really hit it off. Like, mm-hmm. our first date went so, so well, and... I don't know. I, I think I've never liked someone as much of, as I've might. She's, oh, love, she's drunk. love drunk. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, she is love drunk. Oh my goodness. It had to happen sooner or later. Oh, I'm such a lightweight. This is so Sangria sad. Sangria got me like, uh, love oh, it though. Love it's it. So good. It's always, and it's always something that, um, I think I've said this before where it's like on the wine episodes, which I've had a lot of wine episodes recently. I think everyone's just in that mood. It's summer. It's great. Everyone's just like wanting to kick back and drink some wine, but you're never ready for how drunk it gets you. And then you're just like, Oh my God. Exactly. Well, I, I like being drunk on wine because mm-hmm. it opens me up more Yeah, and it makes me a kinder person. So at parties, I'll be like, Oh my God, I love you so much. And they're all true things, but uh-huh. they're things I wouldn't say if I wasn't drunk. Right. Because I'm cold, hard plastic. <laughs> um, yes, but I just went through a breakup mm-hmm. and I like this guy a lot and this is the first time I have been dumped. It was, there was a, there was a lot of firsts in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but to the two boys I broke up with before, <laughs> I now know how you feel. <laughs> and I am so, so sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, but it really, it hit me out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, it it's hard. And it was also, it wasn't because... I wish he had been like, hey, Kristen, um, I just think you're really ugly and I can't date you. But instead, it was like, I'm, I need to work on myself right now. I'm not in a good place for a relationship, which I totally get. Yeah. And it's a totally valid reason. And it's, it sucks. It It sucks that it's such an, like a a valid reason. Cause it's like. You can't even really be too mad. Oh, no. And so it's like, exactly. And so I think that a lot of people now are like going through these issues and like having, and a lot of, and I think granted it's because in this day and age, people are more comfortable discussing it and more comfortable admitting that like they need help, they need to work on themselves, they need to be alone. But it sucks. It It sucks. But here's the thing. In my first two relationships, like both of them... When I broke it off, it was because we didn't fit well together. Right. But I think a big part of it, and I want to thank both Maverick and my second boyfriend, (laughs) Paul. Shout out to you guys for um, being with me when I didn't know how to deal Mm. with myself. You guys are the MVPs. But it's really hard to 
date someone when you're when you're in a hard place. Yeah. And so I told him I was like I've totally been in the same position. Mm-hmm. Please don't feel bad at all, but it just it sucks. I've never broken up with somebody because you're not in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And but it's no one talks about how when you break up because of timing no one's ever going to be like when they're ready for a relationship they're not going to fucking call you up yeah. and be like hey i'm ready now <laughs> i know you've been waiting for me <laughs> hello and that's and that's such an interesting thing too like let's kind of let's kind of dive into that yeah. as well when someone is not in the right place for a relationship obviously you know, in in maybe like rom coms or very dramatic movies, oh someone's God. like, "I waited for you all this time. You were the only one for me." But I like, wrote you a letter for three hundred sixty five days. It's funny because I had Ryan Gosling in my head while I Everyone was saying does. those words. So you know, in in the movies, you would hope that if the man can't be with you, they go and they work on your house, and then you know, while you're doing your, your dream whole house, house that your you dream told house that you told them about years ago. And then you magically get back together and you're like, oh, okay, yes. This, but that's not how life works. No. It's really not. And it's unfair. It, it sucks when timing doesn't work out, but it's also unfair to ask someone to wait until you're ready. Oh, yeah. So, so I don't know. Is it one of those things where, you know, you continue to live your life and, like, if you just both happen to be single in the future, you get back together? Or is it, like, or is it just, like, is the door closed? Yeah, that's the thing. I think if that happened in the future, yes, but... I I don't know. I don't like leaving doors open. Yeah. Because I just think I I don't know. I'm I'm very like I build up walls a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think with this um I I don't want to give myself hope for right. something that might not happen. Yeah. Because I really do think I I think he's not going to know that he's ready to be in a relationship until he is in a new one. Right. And that's when I was getting over this breakup. I made sure to give myself time to grieve. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that, like, when he is with another person. Like, make sure I'm I'm cool with that in the yeah. future. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is technically shut for now. And if the door happens to open up on its own, uh-huh. then sure. I don't think it will. I'm not really much of an optimist right now. <laughs> In a little rough part of my life. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, this this relationship was interesting because I I think I'm in the best place I've been thus far in a relationship. Right. So I was like, yes, this is good. But I think that I I I have a lot of walls usually Mm -hmm. and I let those down a lot during this. Yeah. And so it hurts when it's like that that broke off. But yeah, so so this was this was a tough breakup. Even though it sounds dumb Mm -hmm. that it was a month and a half, but that doesn't sound dumb at all. It's just weird to me because I feel like it was more intense than both of the three, four month relationships I have with my first two boyfriends. Mm -hmm. And I've never experienced that before. Yeah. So, well, I also think it might be because this was your first relationship in LA and like, it's your first time, like, and, and this is just like such a wacky thing about college where it's like you meet people 
and you already have sort of a shorthand with them. You're already kind of friends with them first. And it's not that you can't date someone that you're friends with and like you can't start out in a friendship here. But a lot of times you meet a total stranger. And even if you have similar backgrounds or you have like it, it doesn't you you didn't know them before you're here now where you are. Yes. It's like the stakes are even higher because it's not even like this slow build. It's like I have met you and now we're going on a date and now everything is just kind yes. of like it, it just and I'm not good at that. Yeah, it's it's very intimidating and especially like I and you know I've said this before, but I don't have anything to base it off of because I've never been in a relationship and so it's it's so weird because I kind of look at things and I'm like, is this normal? Is this happening at like the right yes the the right time? Am I weird to be thinking this way? Is this how casual relationships work in the beginning? Because, you know, so often in high school and even sometimes in college, you look at someone, you go on one date and you're like, you're my boyfriend. Like, (laughs) I feel like a lot of my friends kind of had that experience of, you know, it wasn't until we got older that like dating even became a thing. And then it's like, okay, we're going to date for a month, month and a half, whatever. And then we'll kind of decide where to go from here. So it's a whole new world. So I don't think that it's dumb or bad at all. Like, I think that it's totally reasonable that this hit you as hard as it did because... It's also, like, I think everything kind of hit me like a bus because because I just moved to LA, Mm y'all. I just came back from graduating and then this breakup happened and I was like, fuck. (laughs) And I think it it was the bus I needed. (laughs) Um, to wake me up. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so strange. But the weirdest thing is every guy I've dated that has had friends in common Mm -hmm. with you and Natalie and Jordan every time. So I'm like, I'm no longer dating inside our friend group. But it's nice to know because then I can go to you guys and be like, okay, what do we think of them? Yeah. And you guys are like, yeah, Uh he won't murder you. And I'm like, great, awesome, prime. True, yes. It's very true. Because there are a lot of people who can kind of be like, I assume, based on what you've told me, that like, this is what he's... But it's like, if you know someone a little bit better, at least it's like, yeah, no, he's not going to like murder you and bury you in a ditch. Like, you know, it's, you will survive this we think he's nice, and then, like, people, you know, obviously change or go through things yeah. or whatever, but at the end of the day, perhaps dating out of the friend group, even if you don't have that kind of, like, safety net of, I already know people who, like, know his behavior and understand things, and also, I think I told you this last night, where it's, like, the people I've dated here, it sucked, but they lifted just right out of my life. We we were like, okay, we're done. And then I never had to see them again, yes. ever. And sure, like especially Bumble Boy, and then probably also, <laughs> I haven't talked about him yet, but Mr. Dodgeball, my oh most my recent. Fuck my most, Mr. Dodgeball. Fuck Mr. Dodgeball. Oh, let me, oh, I'm going to tell y'all about Mr. Dodgeball. Please. But they lived relatively nearby me. And so every once in a while, I'll be like, la-da-da, night out on the town, look over my shoulder, just like, (laughs) okay, no, okay, we're good, cool, awesome. And then, like, continue having fun. Don't have to worry about it. But recently, I did go over to Kristen's with a couple friends, and at the time, I was... This was just so... Oh, no. Thank you guys so much for coming, by the way. Oh, my God. Thanks for having us. It was was a great night, and I'm so glad I was with other people when this happened, because it was like, 
on the one hand, I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. But on the other hand, I was like, I'm already, I already have friends here. Yep. Like, it's like a, I don't know. Like, I, if I was alone, I would have to go and tell someone what happened as opposed to I already have, like, three whole built-in friends that are like, what do you need? Let's do this. So I decided, so I had deleted my Bumble, my Tinder, all of my apps. I was like, I'm done with the apps. I don't want to do it. And this was at the end of March, I want to say, like end of March, beginning of April. And I was like, I'm done with my apps. I'm going to meet someone in person because the apps don't work. You know, it's it's just so weird. It's so random, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, I had that this whole thing is just so, so funny. <laughs> so then fucking dodgeball. I ended up going to this random ass house party for an intramural dodgeball <laughs> league. You cannot make this shit up, guys. So LA. I it's so fucking LA. So I go to this party and it was um a good friend of mine, her roommate is in this league. And so I was like, hey, I want to branch out. I want to meet new people. I want to start dating outside the friend group. <laughs> it's not college anymore. We gotta start meeting new people. And there is actually one of my favorite shows, How I Met Your Mother. I recently watched an episode, and it's the episode with the hurricane, and they're describing, like, what happened during the hurricane, and Ted is sitting with them, and he's like, hey, guys, in case we die, I just want to say, and I really mean this, I really wish I had branched out and made more friends in my 20s. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I love my friends, but also don't want to feel that way, you know, where it's like, I have my college friends, gotta, gotta make other friends, which, you know, background has helped, and... Yeah. Now that I have well, a job yeah. and all that jazz. But anyway, so I was like, I gotta branch out, meet new people, go to this fucking dodgeball party. <laughs> so I go to this dodgeball party, I see this cutie, I literally just walk up to him and I'm just like, I don't know anybody here. And we start talking, and we're talking for like a solid hour. Truly, just talking. There's another girl there too, she's chit-chatting with us, she's trying to cock block me the whole time. Fuck her. But yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm overcoming, I'm figuring it out, I'm figuring it, I'm, I'm, I'm dodging, I'm dodging. <laughs> I'm dodging, I'm leaving. I'm, yes, I'm exactly. playing the game. I'm playing the game. The game is dodgeball. <laughs> if you didn't know this metaphor, it's for dodgeball. It's a dodgeball metaphor. Because the guy that I was talking to plays dodgeball. I was also interested in this guy because he was totally out of the industry, totally like not involved in acting or or TV or tell him what he does. Oh my god, this dude <laughs> does digital mapping for hearts at hospitals. He goes around to different hospitals. He described it as he is Siri for the human heart. (laughs) Doctors are like, where do I go? He's like, turn left at the aorta. I was like, this dude's fucking cute. Like, and also he's smart, probably, right? And we all have that Grey's Anatomy fantasy. Yes, we do. It's a great day to save lives, people. Like, that's what I wanted. I wanted my McDreamy. And so I'm talking to this dude. Finally, at the end of it all, I was like, we have no mutual friends. So if I lose him, I will lose him forever. I give him my number. He texts me at like three in the morning being like, hello, this is Mr. Dodgeball. It was nice to meet you. Oh my goodness. And then I'm with a friend and I'm like, should I text back? And she goes, don't text back at three in the morning. No, like, wait yeah. until the morning. I was like, you right. So then the next morning I text him back. I'm like, hey, it was so nice meeting you. We should definitely hang out sometime. 
And then we were talking like during the day and he asked me out and was like, let's get dinner tomorrow. And this all was happening very quickly. And we're talking like this. And the day we were talking like over text was Memorial Day. And I'm like at this cookout drinking beers, just like la da da, talking to Mr. Dodgeball. Everything is great. Isn't it so cute? He plays Dodgeball. <laughs> and now what? it's like, and now it's like he plays Dodgeball. dodgeball? Anyway, so then I end up going on this date. I think the date goes so well. I, like, describe it to multiple people who also say that the date went really, really well. Kissed at the end. Everything was cool and great and fun. We talked a lot during the date. I feel like we really got a chance to get to know each other. He paid for dinner, which I always love. He did cut the date short because he did have a dodgeball game. (laughs) That's so fucking funny. Yeah, and at the time, he told me, he's like, I'm so sorry, I would not have planned this date for for tonight if I had remembered it was a Tuesday, because I do have dodgeball on Tuesday nights, and I was like, hey, no worries, And then I have to map the aorta Yeah, and then it's crazy, I have to drive to all these different fucking hospitals to tell doctors how to, I don't even know, stuff that I don't fucking understand. So then the next day, I don't hear from him, and I'm like, reasonable. It's fine. We got shit to do. He's a doctor, maybe, kind of. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he does. <laughs> who is he? <laughs> who is Mr. Dodgeball? Anyway, so then the next day, I shoot him a text in the afternoon, and I just say, hey, hope you're having a great day. And then I go about my day. I'm, like, cleaning my room. I'm organizing things. I end up going to Kristen's. We're eating cookies. We're drinking wine. I'm, like, telling her about this date I went on. Jordan's there. She's very excited about the date. Natalie's there. She's very excited about the date. We're just like chit-chatting, talking about Kristen's breakup, talking about (laughs) Jordan's talking about how single she is. Just so you know, Kristen and Jordan both single. Hey. Uh, That's true. It is so true. (laughs) And then I finally get a text from Mr. Dodgeball. And I want you guys to know that I did not know his last name. So in my phone, it was his first name and in parentheses, Dodgeball. <laughs> so Mr. Dodgeball is a very apt name, code name for this man. And I get a text from him and I gasp and I'm like, oh my God, he finally texted me back. And then I open the text <laughs> and I'm sitting with Natalie, Kristen, and Jordan. We're all talking and I'm sitting there and I read the text and it's like, hey, you two, look, don't want to leave you hanging, but I just don't think it's a great fit had fun talking with you good luck with your podcast because mm. listeners i do talk about this podcast i don't go into too much of detail but it's like i'm not gonna lie about it no, you know you should, if it comes you up be proud of it thank you but it's also i don't know if it scares men away because they're like i don't want anyone to talk about my dick on this podcast or no, whatever but it's it, there's proof in how many people have dated taylor swift that <laughs> <laughs> That does not matter to me. It's going to be in the new love drunk quote. <laughs> it's like, hey, people continue to date Taylor Swift. People shouldn't be scared by this podcast. <laughs> Amazing. He said, good luck with your podcast. And I said, thanks for letting me know. Good luck with Dodgeball. <laughs> and then I deleted the text there and I deleted his number. Yes. And I was with three good friends. And I told them what happened. I read the text message and Kristen stands up and goes, do you want more wine? And I said, yes, please. And I hand her my glass. She fills my glass. She goes in. She comes out back out with these delicious vegan cookies, which guys, she also brought to the podcast today, which is why Kristen is out there and my favorite guests on this show. Thank you. So yeah. And so it was hilarious because we had just been talking about your breakup. And then I went, I 
things ended right before your very eyes. Yes. And then our friend Chance also just went through something. Yeah. And the 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 bananas thing about all of this is that in in Chance's episode of the podcast, he was on the podcast very first episode. He and I talked about our first relationships in LA and how they paralleled each other in very many ways. And so I had been texting him earlier and like when I went on out on a first date with this guy, he was going on a date with this girl who he had been seeing. And when he was getting nervous about it, I was getting nervous about it. We were kind of talking about it. We're like, why are we always dating in parallels? This is so weird. And then that night, I sent him a screenshot of the ending message, the breakup message. And he goes, damn, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Then an hour later, he texts me and goes, LOL. So she just called me and ended things. And I was like, how is this happening? And then Chance and Kristen and I all hung out last (laughs) night. And let me tell you, we were a fun group to be around. Oh my God. Y'all, I got my food and they give you these little plates that say things. Mine said, the well of loneliness. And I have never felt anything so hard. How dare you call me out while I am eating? I know. It's like food should be like the one thing that brings me joy at this time. Yes, I am going to top you off. Of course. Don't even have to say anything. I already knew. So yeah, never like food should be the one thing that brings me joy at this like difficult impasse of my life. And the fact that like you... I did take a portrait mode shot of Kristen with It's a great photo. Yes. uh, We will definitely plug her Instagram at the end of this, and you will be able to go and check it out. It is hilarious. (laughs) And the weird thing is that I'm reacting to this, and I was talking to Chance last night, um, but I told him, like, I am aware, I was acting like a horny 13-year-old boy. Truly, last night, I was just like, I wanted to fuck everyone, and I am aware. I want everyone to know that I was aware of the words coming out of my mouth. I was aware of how, like, nuts I sounded. But it was like everyone, I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. But I think we're the same way, Mm -hmm. where, like, humor, Mm -hmm. if you're funny... Like, because we were at a comedy show. We were at a comedy show. And so every guy that went up there, especially the British guy, I was like, you're British and you're funny. (laughs) He could be a terrible person. He could be a murderer for Uh all I know. But I'm like, hey. He could be fleeing the UK for manslaughter (laughs) and I'd still be like, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Damn, you're funny. (laughs) Natalie just sent me a picture of a baseball player from the Atlanta Braves. That I had never seen before, and I was like, hey, baby, we gotta go to a Braves game. Like, what's up? Like, that's, I don't even know what took control over me. Um, By the way, I did re-download my Bumble. I'm back on Bumble, guys. It was a long two months, probably the longest I've gone without Bumble since moving here, because I decided that I was gonna get off Bumble because I wanted to meet people in person, and then I met two guys in person one of them ghosted me after our first date. The other one said he didn't think it was a great fit. So I was like, oh. Both dumb boys. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And I realized that nothing fucking matters and you can just meet people whenever. Also, so we went to the show last night. Um, good heroine. Our good friend Shannon Cloud uh, is one of the producers of the show. It's a great show. Would highly recommend. You, I'm serious, guys. You will not leave without your face in pain from laughing and smiling so I was much. crying. It's so, so funny. They have such amazing comedians on the show. So shout out to Shannon. Um, 
Dave Ross, Matt Engelbretson, they are like the two hosts, and then Shannon is one of the producers. But Matt was talking about he did he did his little set, and he was talking about how he met his girlfriend of four years on Tinder. And I understand that that is the exception and not the rule, but what? I also have I I that is the third couple that I know. I don't know the first one personally. Aaron has a friend who had who met his like serious girlfriend on Tinder. Uh, my good friend Bailey met her yes. her significant other oh. on Bumble, and they're and, so they're, cute. and they're so cute, and they've been together for over a year, and are still going strong, so yes. in love. And then I found out Matt met his girlfriend through Tinder, and honestly, he's really cute, and as soon as he was like, I have a girlfriend, I was like, damn it, but also good for you. Yes! Because um, <laughs> we love the funny it's, boys. You always go through the motions. Yeah, exactly. You know, every time one of those cute comedians gets up on that stage, you're just like, I am having a whole relationship with you in my head yes. right now. You have to grieve a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh my goodness. It's ridiculous. I do wish that while there was one comedian that went a little far with the jokes. Oh no. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. We happened to be in the front row and he actually like asked, he asked two of our friends, a, he asked one of our lady friends, have you ever had a guy come in your pussy? And then he asked one of our guy friends, have you ever come in someone's pussy? And it's just like, why? You know, the height of comedy. Yeah, the height of hilarity. Oh my this god, dude. I have never been so uncomfortable. You guys. This was this was a bananas performance, you guys. It, it was absolutely... Please, bananas. <laughs> bananas was something I started saying ironically and then it just stuck and I don't, I don't know. I can't stop. I can't do it. We were talking about this the other day. Uh-huh. I only use the word bananas in the form of money. So if someone has a lot of money, I say, they've got bananas money. They got bananas money. And no one understands what I'm saying. I will understand. Thank you. you can tell me about bananas money. But I also told you that when I talk about people having money, I say, oh, they got money. Yeah, they got money. Uh, but yeah, so he did go up and just, you know, thrust out his left hand and say, hey, I'm married. And I was like, well, good. Thanks for starting with that. Wasn't interested, but thank you. Anyway. But I also am just realizing that we're getting a decent way through this podcast, and I haven't even asked you the first question yet, and it is... <laughs> we did some rapid fire. We did. We did some rapid fire. But uh, my main first question is, after, you know, this this crazy comedian who was talking about getting his wife pregnant and all that oh jazz. Oh my goodness. Um, so I feel like there must be a good answer to this after you see people like that in the world. But uh, Kristen Rainey, do you believe in love? Um, despite that comedian, <laughs> I do. <laughs> You know, I know I, I'm i a big fan of this podcast, so I've heard a lot of people say the same thing, but you mm-hmm. know, I feel so much love with my friends, mm-hmm. and I also believe that, you know, not everyone will find love in their life, mm-hmm. and I'm slowly trying to accept that, yeah. bitterly, mm-hmm. but yeah, I definitely believe in love. I I do think I'll find it someday. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put that out there. I Uh, think so, too. I think she'll find it. I hope so. (laughs) But, yeah, I definitely believe in love. I think my kind of definition of love is finding somebody who's a good partner for you. Mm -hmm. I don't think... a good partner that will go on adventures with you and will lift your life up. I definitely don't agree with kind of this thing of, you know, you complete me. Oh, yeah. Um, so, 
I want that in my life, mm-hmm. but I won't get get married unless I find somebody like that. I'm okay. not I'm not I'm not gonna settle for somebody who isn't gonna work for the relationship. Right. But yeah, I I do believe in love. Good. I and it's interesting you talk about working for a relationship because it's so funny. Who I mentioned earlier, um, my good, our good friend Bailey, she, the relationship that she's in is like her first serious relationship. And she and I always used to be like the girls who were never in relationships. And we'd always like find the guy and be like, oh, maybe. And it was always great because we could call each other and we're like, he did this really nice thing. And the other one would be like, that's suspicious. <laughs> like truly with everyone else is like, just be happy, be excited. And you need someone who's going to be like, I understand that you are afraid and yes. that is okay. You, you have to have someone like that in your life. But then she started this great relationship and obviously I guess it wasn't obvious to me, but she was talking to me one day and she goes, hey, so here's the thing, just so you know, I didn't realize this, relationships are hard sometimes. And I was like, what? And she goes, it's not all like cute Instagram pictures and like lazy Sunday mornings. Like sometimes my boyfriend makes me mad and sometimes he makes me really sad and I'll talk to him about that and he hates that I that I feel that way and we work towards it but it's like damn it's hard work sometimes and I'm like shit well thank you for telling me because I would not have known otherwise I just thought you get into a relationship and you're like ah we like the same things let's hang out all the time because I have friends that I love that I love seeing I I don't think I'd ever get sick of you know so yeah. I just assume that it's the same in a relationship but you still have to work at friendships yeah too, that know? is very true and there are times when I I know that there are some friends where I'm like I love you I don't want your energy this evening yes. where I am in my life as a human on this planet right this second call me tomorrow Which you know people should understand and yeah if they can understand that I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they should be in your life, you know? Yeah. And I also, I believe that, oh my God, this is the self-help book, Kristen, coming out. But communication <laughs> is yes. so important. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate what you're feeling. Because if you don't, that'll build up. And so I think I really need somebody who's who is very blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also the nice uh, thing about Clark. Uh-huh. He always said what he was feeling. That's um, good. To a point. There were yeah, certain things right. at the end he obviously didn't talk about, uh-huh. but which I completely understand. But I think that was really refreshing because I think in my first two relationships, I think we, uh, both of them, both Maverick and Paul, mm-hmm. were kind of scared to say anything. And right. I think both of us in both of our relationships were kind of new to it mm-hmm. and, and didn't as college relationships are. And you just, you don't know that it it's better to have an uncomfortable conversation than let it just ride on yeah. and not talk about it. Because mm-hmm. that's going to create a way bigger issue. It's all going to build up later. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, um, communication is key. Um, <laughs> coming from therapist Kristen. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Kristen Rainey. Thank, Thank you. you, Dr. Craney. <laughs> You're so wise. No, I feel the same way for sure. I think that there have been, there have actually been cases where I have maybe thought about possibly pursuing a relationship with someone or going on a date with them or something like that. 
And I have always been someone who is very emotional. Like my emotions are just like right at the top. And I talk about how I build walls, but there, I like to say that like I build cardboard walls where it's like I build them and I'm like, no one can get in. But as soon as anyone even tries, I just kick them down. I'm like, hello, welcome in. Uh, I'm, I'm truly. Which you should be proud of. Thank That's you. Hard. I'm proud of you. I mean, that's a hard thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. So, A plus to you. Thank you so much. Sometimes I don't know if it's the best thing in the world, but there are times when I kind of pursue people and I feel like I need someone who, and I'm, and I'm not trying to contribute to like the strong man stereotype, like blah, blah, blah. But I know that in the next relationship I get into, which will be like my first relationship, I will need someone where, and I've talked to Jordan and Natalie about this too, where I can say like, I don't know how to be in a relationship. And they're like, you're literally doing it right now. And I'll be like, cool, you're right. And then you just move on, you know? Yes. So I need someone who's kind of going to be that blunt, like like what you said. Someone, it's it's nice having someone who like says what's on their mind and says what they feel. So you always kind of are on the same page with them. But if yes. they're sort of like, I don't know. Yes. Like I'm going to crumble because I need someone who at least like, I need someone who knows what they're doing. Yes. And you I need confidence. Yes, I need confidence, and I'm not trying to disparage any men who have not been in relationships at this age, and I'm sure if I truly, really was meant to be with someone, even if that had happened to them as well, we could figure it out, but I know that where I am right now, just going into a future relationship, I would need someone to be there when I freak out. Like, And that's the biggest thing, is I know I I don't want someone who's not sure if they want me. Yeah. I don't want somebody who has one foot out the door, mm-hmm. you know? Because I'm very much, I'm I'm either out or I'm in. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I know that I don't see a relationship going somewhere, I cut it off. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to do that to somebody mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. You know? In the defense of Mr. Dodgeball, I will say... <laughs> That, you know, in his defense, he did cut it off when he was like, it's not, I don't think it's a good fit. Because I have had people lead me on for longer. I've had people, you know, say that, oh, I'm like, I don't know, I'm dating around, blah, 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 whatever. I do appreciate him being like, hey, I don't think it's a good match. I was upset for a hot second because I thought that the date went a specific way. And I was like, where was the disconnect with that? Like, where was it that, like, I thought we were vibing and, like, he wasn't? But then I also have to remember that I've been on dates before with perfectly wonderful human beings that I would love to be friends with, but I just didn't have any sort of spark or vibe with them at all. And it sucks. It It sucks. sucks. My first two boyfriends, Mm -hmm. uh, Maverick and Paul. I'm sorry, I'm grouping you both together so often. But these are just the pre LA boyfriends. Yes. Like, that's the thing. It was just a time period. The college boys. You knew what you were getting into. Yes. Okay. But they were both so. uh, Like, Paul would always bring me flowers and notes mm-hmm. and that just wasn't my love language uh-huh. but I was like there's some girl out there who would absolutely love this shit uh-huh. and it's not it's not fair to you for me to stay with you when I can't appreciate you like that yeah and same with Maverick he carried me over a puddle once <laughs> and I was like classic Maverick this is- oh my god honestly. I know Maverick and that's classic Maverick <laughs> But, like, yeah. as his friend, I could be like, hey, can you carry me over that puddle? And he'd be like, yeah, yes. sure. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there are people that you appreciate, but mm-hmm. then you're just like, 
but you're not right for me. Yeah. It's so hard to find that puzzle piece that mm-hmm. fits right. And then now I find out fucking timing has to do with it. <laughs> yeah, there's so many pieces. And right when you think you figure out all of them, you're like, okay, we did this, we did this, we did this. And now, cool, okay, yeah, we're good. And then they're like, oh, also timing. And you're just like, And then you drop fuck. the piece and the dog eats it and it no longer fits into the puzzle. <laughs> and it and doesn't like, exist anymore. What the fuck? And what do I do now? dog eats it. That is the best metaphor. <laughs> Oh my god. What is your love language, by the way? Mm. I actually took the quiz. <gasps> Did you take the because quiz? Because I was so curious. However, it does include friendships. So. Okay. It makes it different. And it's mm-hmm. it, it's how you love somebody else. Or mm-hmm. how you want to be loved, mm-hmm. not how you love somebody else. Yes. Because I think I kind of use, except for gifts mm-hmm. sometimes, I use all the love languages to love people until I realize what they need. What they need. And then, yeah, when you start out with something, you're like, I'm just going to throw all this, like, out into the atmosphere and we'll see what sticks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mine was, what are they? They're acts Uh, of service. Acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, gift giving. Quality. Quality time. Quality time. I thought mine was physical touch because I'm a very touchy-feely person. Yes. But... Only with friends I'm very close to, Mm -hmm. and only when I'm in a relationship, which is interesting to me. So it was lower. So it was um, quality time, Mm -hmm. words of affirmation, and then physical touch, which is not what I thought it would be. Yeah. But I'm definitely a person that I want to spend time with you, even if we, like, just read books together and don't talk. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but... That's how I feel. I did have a friend who, when she was dating someone, she said, I knew that I really liked him. Because she was very unsure about it. And she was like, I knew I liked him when I was washing dishes and he was taking a nap on the couch. And, like, that was fine. Like, that's, like, that's exactly where I wanted to be. And I was like, shit, that's romantic. Fuck. (laughs) Damn napping. Damn napping while she doing the dishes. He's not even helping and she's still into it. What the fuck? For the longest time, I thought mine was words of affirmation, like just strictly words of affirmation. And then I did take the quiz and words of affirmation was second, but physical touch is first, which makes sense because I like, I I think I tweeted this once where it's like, I would give all my friends 10 minute hugs if it wasn't weird, you know, like if people accepted that. And I do have some friends that are okay with me. Tucker's a great example. Oh my Tucker, God. I could hold on to that boy for half an hour and he would not say a damn thing about Who it. wouldn't? You know, honestly. <gasps> that good sweet boy. There is, uh, this is one of my favorite things and I was going to tweet this but I never did just because I thought it was such a funny situation. We were talking about love languages and Tucker was on the couch with me and I was like wrapped around his arm, leaning on his shoulder. We're talking about love languages and I just go, my love language is physical touch and Tucker looks down at me and goes, oh really? <laughs> As I am just completely wrapped around him. And I have had friends point that out where they're like, you know, Bailey keeps coming up in this episode. I gotta have her on the podcast. We live in different states, but I want her on this podcast. She'll come sometime. Sometime. Sometime, someday. Sometime, someday. She does have family here. So, Bailey, if you're listening, please, please come to LA. I miss you so much. But she did talk about, she goes, now that I know that that's your love language, it makes so much sense because when you would tell me stories about these guys, you'd always tell me these details that 
like, at the time didn't seem very significant, but you would always be like, oh, yeah, and then, like, blah, 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 we were at this party, and then he put his hand on my back, and so, and then he, like, puts his arm around me, and so, to me, if you do that, I'm like, that means something, you know? It does, though. Mm -hmm. Boys who think they put their hand on your back and think it doesn't mean anything, you are wrong. You are so wrong in something yes uh don't pretend like you don't don't pretend you don't know and that's like and and for me this might get into sad territory i don't know but i have brought this whole podcast for me has been like it's all sad territory we're here we're in it you're in the the well of of loneliness We just poured out the the last of this pitcher of sangria. It's a large pitcher, it's, y'all. It's a jug. I would describe this as one jug. It is a jug. So we just poured out the last of the jug. You know, I've I, it always meant so much to me when people were physically affectionate to me around other people, and it didn't seem to matter to them. Yes. That's, that's like, and I, I haven't even... I used Mr. Dodgeball. He's not even on this code sheet. I uh, made this when I was at a temp job that had a printer, so I printed it out. Oh, that's it's all beautiful. Nice. Yes. Look this, at those fonts. This makes me look like I have just had so many people, but I truly just write down every single person I've ever, like, been slightly interested in, oh. in case I talk about them. Girl, I feel you. But Zane, in particular... It was, like, a big deal to me when he would, like, put his arm around me in front of his friends. Oh, that's a big deal. I was like, oh my god, like, we're sitting in the back of this car and he just put his arm around me in front of other people? But then, sad territory, this is when this is kicking in, I realized he only ever did that when he was drunk. And probably didn't know any better. I'm not kidding, this is the kind of people I dated before I got to UT. And I mean after, but also just like specifically that that weird time where I was hanging out with all the burnouts. Yes. Um, <laughs> I got super good at beer pong though. So that's, <laughs> that's the one positive out of all of these things. So good and at like, beer pong. like the former quarterback was so impressed with me. <laughs> this Amazing. one frat boy was like, you should be my partner. I was like, oh my God, when a frat boy comes home for the holidays and is like, you should be my beer pong partner. That's that when you know. Like, that's when you know. Sorry, like, someone from Matthew McConaughey's fraternity did try to fuck me once, and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> but, like, you know, I don't mean to brag. Like, I'm not trying to brag at all. He did have a six pack. I still wasn't into it. Whatever. Um, a beer or apps? <laughs> I'm a punster, fam. If you don't know, you know now. Oh, my God. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, but I don't even know where this was. <laughs> the burnouts I'd hang out with. Uh, he brought, I went to main event and it turned into an accidental double date because everyone was like, so it was my good friend and her boyfriend were going to be there. And then they were trying to get everyone to like come to main event. And they're like, Charlotte, come to main event. I was like, dope, I'll go. And then Zane was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. And then all the boys, who had never voiced to me that they even knew anything was going on between me and Zane, my my good friend Nikki texted me and was like, yeah, no one wanted to come because they're like, fuck, it's like Nikki and her boyfriend and then Charlotte and Zane, so it's going to be like a double date. So all of them bailed. And there were like six other dudes we used to hang out with who got invited. And they all bailed at the last minute, which made things, which made things so fucking awkward. Because this oh, dude no. and I were definitely not dating. Like, oh, no. it was a very casual. And so that put so much pressure on. And he showed up, this guy, 
that I wanted to date, wanted to be my boyfriend, showed up to main event with a water bottle full of vodka and drank the whole thing by himself because no one else wanted to drink vodka at main event. No. We were like, we gotta be on our laser tag game, like, miss me with that shit, basically. Because you're not going to prom. If you can't handle the heat, ladies and gentlemen, get out of the fucking kitchen. Get out of the fucking kitchen. And the kitchen is laser tag. (laughs) (laughs) The kitchen is main event. The floor is lava, the kitchen is laser tag. Floor, lava, kitchen, laser tag. We got, got it. it. We got it all. Love you, right, sister. Yes. Um, oh but yeah, goodness. so this this was the kind of this was the kind of thing. Anyway, he used to get drunk, and then that's when he would be like touchy feely with me, and I'm just like, amazing. You have to drink an entire bottle of vodka to like kiss me in front of your friends. Oh my gosh, amazing. I had the same thing. I had a guy who would only text me when he was drunk, or like have any affection towards me when he was drunk, and then I would see him around all the time, mm-hmm. and he would act like he didn't even know me like we were friends before that and I was like what are you doing so I literally pulled him aside because I'm a very communicative person and I was like what's happening we know each other why are you avoiding me (laughs) Uh uh-huh he was like I'm not looking for a relationship right now and I was like I just want someone to make out with when I'm drunk (laughs) why are you making this more than this weird I've noticed this a lot of times when guys are like, I just don't want things to be weird. Like, they're the weird ones. Yes. They get real weird, and you're sort of like, okay. I never brought that up, but thank you. Okay. And I feel like you are similar to me where we're always trying to make sure, like, we're okay with people. We're like, are we okay? Are we good? We're good. I'm just trying to be your friend. I just want to make sure and we can be friends from this point on. And a lot of dudes, like, when they're like, hey, I don't want things to be weird, that means, like, I don't want you to ever talk to me. Yes. Like, I don't ever, I don't want you to, like, be a part of my life in any capacity at all. Except when we have sex. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only time we make eye contact. Maybe not even. <laughs> well, it depends on which, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, no, but it's it's ridiculous because I think that that's something that I'm trying to not stop. Like, I'm not trying to stop being friends with people, but especially, once again, when you're dating in the friend group, when you're dating in the circle, you're like, I want to be okay with everyone. But dating in the friend group mm-hmm. is hard because with Maverick... I, I mean, first relationship, mm-hmm. so many mistakes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was a mess, y'all. Um, but I was like, we saw each other all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, this is weird. We need to be friends because that's what they do in rom-coms. Yeah. You gotta be friends with the person. You're like, hey, we dated. No big deal. Hey, like that's. Truly, like, and that's my move, too. I'm like, we gotta be totally normal. Yes, but it's it's not, it's weird. And mm-hmm. you know what's the craziest thing? Tell me the okay. craziest thing. Um, I think I've only told Jordan this, but, okay, so me and Maverick, so we dated and then we got back together like a week later because we were dramatic, I was dramatic, <laughs> and needed a flourish, mm-hmm. finish, 
And so we were at an improv show after we had broken up. He was there. And then afterwards, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Like, can we talk about this? We need to be mm-hmm. friends. Clark was the person hosting that improv show. I oh did not know God. him at this point. That is Which is hilarious. bananas. I literally met him a month and a half ago. But I, I don't think I ever told him that either. Yeah. Because I was like, he's going to be weirded out. I told him I had seen him in an improv, in uh-huh. one of his improv shows. You weren't like, oh yes, this was the improv this show I saw you. It's crazy because blah. Yeah, but... The world has a weird way. A small world. That is so ridiculous. And honestly, the problem with me is that I look at those things and I'm like, obviously it was meant to be because he witnessed this thing and then like this happened. And like sometimes, no, that's not it at all. That's not what was meant to happen, even in the slightest. But let's just say we do find these people that are perfect for us, are supportive, are straightforward, you know, just exactly what you need. I do have to ask you, are you going to get married and can I come? Um, of course you can come. Even yes. if I get married to my dog. <laughs> um, uh, I hope I get married one day. If I don't, I've always wanted kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an actress, ladies and gentlemen, if Hello. I haven't said. But before I started acting, I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. So I love kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always wanted kids. I'm not like baby crazy. I do love babies. Uh-huh. But I think if I don't get married, I'll probably adopt or something. Okay right now are you gonna be like j-lo the backup plan like oh my gosh yes the dream (laughs) i forgot about that um but yeah i i guess i'm trying to get to a point where i'm totally okay with never getting married Mm -hmm. and so when it happens you're like oh my gosh this is so unexpected Mm -hmm. um I hope I get married though. Right. Yeah. Of course. I'm all. I. I I've always imagined I'll have like a chill wedding. Like, okay. I was get, gonna ask you like, what's a dream wedding? Yes. Like, what's the dream wedding scenario? I always. Everyone always wants to look like Hillary Duff in Cinderella Story. <laughs> everyone wants that moment. Uh-huh. And if you say you don't, you're lying. You're a liar. I want that moment. I want the big cupcake dress with the beautiful hair and the and mask. The, <laughs> I don't want my fiancé to see me at all. I want him to be like, who's that amazing girl? I want him to fall in love with me all over again. And I want the mean girl from my high school to say, love that dress, hate her. (laughs) You invite the mean girl from your high school to your wedding just to say that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I've always imagined, like, I don't know, I'm very much about, like, the marriage, not about the wedding. I've never been a person to plan the wedding before at all. Mm -hmm. I've been very much like, I'll get married at the courthouse, and then we'll have a reception. Okay. Because I'm I'm down with, like, to party. <laughs> I don't think... Like, party to celebrate this love. Yes. Like, yes, let's do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm down to dance. Yeah. I don't... I've never... I've been to one wedding. Mm-hmm. I was five years old, and Amazing. I fell asleep. That makes sense. I was bitter, though, because I wasn't the flower girl. It was my aunt's wedding. Terry, if you're listening to this... <laughs> I'm still mad. Um, but 
Yeah, so I still haven't been to a wedding. So I don't know how boring they are. Yeah, I've well, I've been to two, or no, I've been to three weddings in my adult life. I've been to one wedding a summer for Damn. a while now. This is actually the first summer I'm going to be going to, I, I went to a wedding and I'm going to the we- a wedding at the end of June. Luke Mir and Brooke Hayes. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. This sweet, wish I could Sweet go. little angel babies. I'm so excited. But... I have been to two weddings in my adult life where there was alcohol, which I super appreciated. Yes. Jenny, if you're listening, I'm not mad that there wasn't alcohol at your wedding. I understand there were a lot of kids. It was a small ceremony. I'm just saying a champagne toast might have been nice. It's fine. Jenny, I'm saying open bar or I don't go. (laughs) That is the thing. I would never disrespect my friends by not having an open bar. Right? It's like, you're here to celebrate. It's rude. It's like, I found the love of my life. Let me gift you with alcohol. Obviously. So it was hilarious because the first wedding I went to in my adult life of like, people I knew in high school, um, I've talked about this before, Shelby and David, but they, I remember when they got engaged, I was talking to them kind of joking around like, oh, it's going to be an open bar. And Shelby goes, do you know us? Have you met us? And I was like, I know, I know. I'm kidding. I'm just asking, you know, because I don't also... No disrespect, if people can't afford an open bar, I don't know how much that shit costs, I don't get it, but like, I will let you know that I will give up a lot of things if it means, I'll be like, cocktail only, like, eat, eat before you come, like, straight up, I'll do that if I can't afford it. Hopefully, I would like to be able to afford all the things I want at my wedding, but open bar is a must, because I have gone to two weddings where I have just been guzzling back those drinks, and it has been a blast. Uh, because the dancing is so fun, and then the ceremony, you think it's gonna be, like, boring or weird or whatever, and it's not. It's beautiful, and you, like, look at these people giving their vows, and I've cried at all the weddings I've been to, just because people are just, like, so open and honest, and honestly, a little bit is me kind of standing there being like, I would love to, like, one day love someone enough to, like, give them my vows in front of all of my family and friends and all that. and So vulnerable. Yeah. And, I mean, like, my parents got married when they were 18, and they stayed together until my dad passed away. And so it's also, like, if I get married, it's going to be because I, like, fucking mean it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm Mm -hmm. never going to marry someone because I'm, like, I like you. And if someone proposes to me after six months, I'm... I don't care if they do a fucking flash dance in the middle of New York City. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, um, try me in three years. Yeah. Because you just, I mean, you just don't know. If you stand up there and say, like, I know that in your probably very similar and you probably think the same thing if i'm standing up in front of all my family and friends saying till death do us part it's because i fucking mean it i mean it and i don't mean to disrespect anyone who's gotten divorced and i know it's not always like one person's fault or anything like that that. but like i just know that if a marriage ends not gonna be because of me yeah because if i say yes to a proposal it's because i'm like i am a hundred percent sure i want to spend the rest i'm gonna fucking fight for that relationship exactly I am that person. Mm. Though it's, I don't know, it's hard because, you know, I think the biggest thing is when people change, Mm -hmm. and so when you don't change together, yeah, it's so hard, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I see all these celebrity relationships that break my heart. Uh Jennifer Aniston, I know you are going to find love someday. (laughs) I'm rooting for her. I'm so sorry. She just got divorced to Justin Theroux. Mm -hmm. Oh, such a thing. Yeah. Every time, okay, honestly, Chris Pratt and um, Anna Faris, 
that was that was a divorce that really upset me. However, I will say, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar, they are like my celebrity couple. He was on the Howard Stern show right after he got married, and Howard Stern was like, you're so young, you shouldn't be getting married, blah, 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 like you're going to change as a person. I know. And then Freddie Prince Jr. is like, well, we're going to grow and we're going to change together. And Howard Stern goes, I bet in three years or however many years, he he made a bet with him. He's like, I bet that this will be over in this many years. (gasps) And they've been together since then. And they have kids and they have grown and they have changed together. Yes, Scooby-Doo. Yes, Scooby-Doo. For bringing everyone together. And it's funny because they met on the set of I Know What You Did Last Summer and they were not Mm. even a couple in that movie. And so it's, I definitely think it is possible. Once again, my parents got married when they were 18. My mom was like, that shouldn't have worked out. I am so glad it did. I am really, really happy. And, you know, it was really, really upsetting. Once again, sad girl podcast. We're talking about this. When when my dad passed away, I was just like so upset. And I was talking to her and I was like, this is not fair, blah, blah. And she goes, hey, I said till death do us part. And I held up my end yes. of the bargain. You know, we held up. We, we did that. Yes. We did that thing. And it's like, so I believe that it is achievable. I believe that it's out there. I sure as hell hope I find it. I honestly understand when people don't grow together and don't change together. But yeah. I really, really hope that when I say yes to someone, I mean it, you know? Yes. And, I, and, and, and it's so strange, the idea of thinking of what happens if someone proposes and you're like not... Yes, yes. It's like, I don't, you know, like it's, it it would be like, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't believe in this relationship, but we just got to see where it goes, you know, because I, I mean, when I get married, I'm talking about a lifetime. Yeah. I'm not talking about like five, seven years and then getting divorced and then marrying new people. Uh Uh-huh. Because honestly, I'm such an emotional person. I don't think I could survive a divorce. I just, like, don't... the Oh, my God. The idea of that is oh. just, like, so heartbreaking. And especially because I've... I mean, I've had... I did have, like, one close friend who, like, did go through that. And it was awful. And it wasn't anything that she did. It was definitely on her oh, husband's 100%. part. But just, like, seeing that... And then she she was actually the one who got remarried recently. Yes, bitch. And she... Yes, bitch. Yes. yes. Um, but she, you know, stood up and did her vows. And she's like, you know, this many years ago, I was broken beyond belief. I didn't think that anyone would be able to complete <sighs> me the way you do. And that was why I started crying during her <laughs> vows. Because I was there when she and her husband split up. And, like, she had her son. And it was, like, no. all of this, this stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God. It's awful. But... You know, I think that people are who they need to be for, it's like, that's why timing, we're bringing this back, we're bringing it back around, timing is so important. circle of life. Yes, that's how it works, but, uh, but yeah, it's, marriage is intense, and I remember watching the last season of Bachelorette, where Rachel Lindsay and Peter, she was having an issue, because Peter was like, I don't know if I'm going to be ready to propose at the end of this, and she basically said, she's like, proposal is just like, more dating and he goes no proposal is marriage if I propose to you it's because I want to marry you and I even like talked to my mom about it and she goes proposal is marriage it's not like oh yes it's an extended because breaking off an engagement is less serious than breaking off a marriage because you know there's less legal ramifications yes but at the same time it's like my brother was engaged and broke off an engagement and it was heartbreaking it was awful and so you know 
and engagement is marriage. Basically, yes. it's. Ugh. Can we talk about how crazy of a show The Bachelorette is? I've stopped yep. watching it uh-huh. because it stresses me out so much. You have to hype yourself up to watch it. Yes. It's so stressful. But, like, how could you do that? First of all, how can you afford so many evening gowns? Imagine if you went home on the first night, uh-huh. you have to you have to prepare mm-hmm. that you're there for the whole time. Yeah. So you have yeah. to put your job. You have to buy all those dresses. You have to, and this is a thing that I didn't even think of. You have to put your like rent on automatic pay. You have <gasps> to pay all your bills. Yes. Someone wrote that down. You for li- honestly, the bachelorette is so much easier because these dudes they just have to fucking bring like the same suit and a few different shirts. But. But with so the true. women, yeah, you have to bring all these evening gowns. People talked about how you have to keep your eyebrows plucked. You have to dye your own hair. Uh-uh. You have to, there was, uh, I think Andy Dorfman was like, I mean, I had laser hair removal, but girls were like plucking and tweezing and like would get <gasps> wax strips and like wax each other. Because mm-hmm. all those, all those beach days, all those bikini oh shoots. Oh my God. Like, and you have to stay in shape? Yeah. And there's no, there's no gym. And so apparently in the backyard of the Bachelor Mansion, there is like an indent of like a square where people just run around in circles. Fuck that. Over I and am over not again. a dog. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the dog zoomies were just like, oh, she's doing her zoomies. Like, no, that's not happening. How do they not have a gym? I know. How it's are they ridiculous. like, hey, be fit, but also we're not going to spoil you with anything. Be like fit and hot, but also like figure it out, you know? And it's like you have to, they also have to cook for themselves. Like they have to producers go on like runs for things and it's like bleaching kits and tweezers uh, and uh. people would have to dye their own roots like it Mm-mm. it's absolutely ridiculous and of course like my mom used to hate hate the bachelor and bachelorette with a passion to the point where if i was home and i was watching it she's like i'm going to bed goodbye and then she started watching it and she's like you should be on the show and i was like mother <sighs> no. mother and she's like, you could do it. You could do it. And I was like, I would have to, like, buy all these evening blah, blah. And she's like, we'll figure it out. And I was like, no. The emotional turmoil I would be put under. Like, I don't want to be on The Bachelor. I feel like I, I would do only it. do it if I could be The Bachelorette. Yeah. But even then, all the men are such children. They are such uh-huh. children. There's always at least one guy who has a girlfriend mm-hmm. because they have to do that, you know? I will say that I do prefer watching The Bachelorette because watching The Bachelor and seeing all the women be like catty and cut each other down, it's I hate awful. that. I hate it's it so, so much. It's so bad. Uh-huh. And it, it's just like also the other thing is, and this is kind of tied to why I don't like online dating. Uh-huh. You don't know the person. You have no idea. And they're like, oh my god, I miss him so much. He just left. And I'm like, you've had one five-minute conversation mm-hmm. with him. And you cried that you didn't get the rose. Like, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, I get being in that place where mm-hmm. you want a relationship. But also, I found that when I want a relationship is when I shouldn't have one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that it's hard because as someone who has never had a relationship, I feel like that's always my, like, through line. Mm. I'm always like, like, I'm always like, (laughs) I'm never not looking for someone. And that's why it's so frustrating when people pull the lines of, like, when you least expect it. Oh, I When you're not looking. Honestly, the minute you stop looking is when you find someone. And I'm just like, uh 
Uh, okay, well, I'm never going to stop looking. So I found that I have been more successful as far as like my success can go. I don't know if we can even call it successes. But I have gone on more dates when I was not actively seeking out people, I guess. Now yeah. I'm on Bumble and I am actively seeking out because I've just decided that nothing matters. But um, <laughs> we're in a good place. We're in such a good place. Honestly, the sangria is sitting great with us. <laughs> We are so good. We're amazing. We're thriving in LA right now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you go places and you see people. And I think, and this is the biggest lesson I've learned, is that if you see someone and you're like, you think they're cute and you're interested in them, literally you can just go up to them and start talking to them. And that is such a weird, that is, that is the biggest hurdle I've had to jump over. It's such a big hurdle. It is insane because there are, I just stand there and I'm like, no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. But then you just go and you talk to yeah. them. And like the worst thing, like literally the worst thing they could do is be like, no, get away from me. You're gross. But no one's going to do that. No. Like no one is going to do that. They're just going to be like, okay and just sort of wander off and then you'll be like got it cool bye i guess you can ask anyone out they might say no but you can ask anyone out it scares me though Mm -hmm. and especially for women Mm -hmm. all the men listening look when you go out on a date with a woman Mm -hmm. she's scared you might be a murderer in the first five minutes if she tells you she's going to the bathroom really early on in a date, it is because she is texting her roommates to yes. be like, hey, I don't think he's going to murder me. Yes. That is it. Like, like you think we're joking. We're not no, joking. No, it's a serious thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of guys, they don't have to think like that. Uh-uh. They're like, oh my god, Megan's crazy. She talked about her ex the entire time. Mm-hmm. And girls are like, oh my god. Um, George is crazy. He tried to murder me on the way back home. He has been stalking me for a week. (laughs) It's truly, and I put my phone on airplane mode before I go on any dates because I don't want to be distracted by buzzing. But if I ever go to the bathroom, I text my roommates and I'm like, hey, I'm okay. Especially if it's a night date, like if it is dark (gasps) outside. I'm like, hi, I'm still here. And, and, you know, not all of my friends do this, but, like, they're, like, Bumble Boy, especially. I spent the night at his place, and I hadn't been planning on it. And so, but I texted my roommate and was like, hey, don't expect me home. I am here. I am safe. I am fine. And so it's, like, guys, it's a scary thing. And there's that that saying where it's like, yeah, men are afraid women are going to laugh at them. Women are afraid men are going to murder yes! them. It's it's tough, guys. Dating is tough. Dating is tough. And also, this is as, like, two white women. Like, women of color have it even oh worse. Oh, my like, God. It is, it, oh. it is bananas worse. It is, it's... <laughs> Thank you for bringing bananas back. <laughs> circling back. Circling back. Yes. On the old jokes. Oh, my gosh. So, while we're talking about, like, these awful dates and, like, yes. you know, how crazy things are, uh, I want to talk to you about, like, love songs, breakup songs. Ooh, Favorite love song, favorite breakup song, lay it on me. Breakup songs, I always find a very specific song that is to the relationship. Okay. The latest one of my most recent breakup, that is almost a week, Mm -hmm. um, is Just Say When by Nothing More. It's a very moody song. But my overall, like, sad girl breakup song Mm -hmm. is Skinny Love by Bonnie Bear. Oh my god. It just... It has the pain, mm-hmm. and it ha- it's so cathartic to listen to. Yeah. 
and oh my god, it, anytime it comes on in the car, because I listen to it so much when I go through a hard time, mm-hmm. I just cry because I go yeah. to that place. Mm-hmm. I love the birdie cover of that song as oh, well. Yes. It's so good. I fucking love that. I think that Bonnie Bear was like made for broken hearts. Like oh, true. 100%. I remember nights that I have like listened to Hollow Scene on like repeat, yes. just like standing on the balcony, just like uh, you know, like wistfully staring out into when like you're the driving darkness. in the car. Oh and you're my like, god! I'm in an just indie like movie. tears in my eyes. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's nuts. It's yeah, but uh, Skinny Love is good. Also, anything that even sounds remotely like Skinny Love, I say, like, like there's a restaurant close to our apartment that my roommates frequent. I've never been there, but it's called City Walk. And every time they're like, yeah, I got City Walk, I'm like, come on, City Walk, this last the year. <laughs> Always. If Natalie ever asks me to get her Skinny Pop, I'm like, come on, Skinny Pop, just last the year. Always. Always. <laughs> Yes. Yes. But love songs. Let's talk about love songs. Love songs. Mm-hmm. Um, as Chance and Jordan mentioned, Jukebox the Ghost always got Fred Astaire is the Fred really Astaire good one. is such a good one. Um, my new favorite is Simple as One Two Three from their latest album, Off to the Races. So good. This this podcast is not sponsored by Jukebox the Ghost, but it should be because it so really many people should. say that their songs are Jukebox the Ghost and Something that I love about Jukebox the Ghost is that they're still, like, relatively underground. Yes. To where um, I I went to the concert with Natalie recently, and I posted a story and tagged them in it, and then they, like, responded with a little heart emoji, and I was like, I love you. Oh, my God. I, I'm not kidding. I did match someone on Bumble because he did look like Ben Thornwell. Like, I'm not kidding. That is a thing that did happen in my life. I was life. there for it. Can yes. confirm. <laughs> I was, like, swiping, and Kristen goes, that guy's cute. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, he is. He looks he like that. He also had a dog. Boys, if you want to up your mm-hmm. Tinder profile, borrow a friend's dog. Borrow a friend's dog. There was some guy I recently matched with, and he, um, in his profile, he was like, first of all, he's 6'7", which is a Damn. solid foot and two inches taller than me. I am 5'5". Five five. It's intimidating. Part of me is like, I just want to see what that's like. Like, I just want to like experience that you know because I've never I think that probably the tallest dude I've been involved with was like 6'2 and which is like significant and you know I love wearing heels so like no big deal whatever but yeah it's just I'm like I just want to experience someone who's 6'7 that's ridiculous my first kiss was 6'9 how I know you're so how tall are you you're 5'6 I'm 5'6 it this is weird, but it was laying down. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But love yeah, it. like anytime it. we kiss, like I would be on my tiptoes. And I was like, this is a good calf exercise. He's like bending your tiptoes. Yes. Yeah, that was my, I mean, that was 6'2", so I can't even imagine 6'9". Six six very... And you're only an inch taller than me. That's ridiculous. I love tall boys, though. I do I, tall boys. I know do it's such a stereotype. I'm so sorry for all the short boys out there, but I have... However, I do have a special heart for gingers. Haven't dated a ginger yet, so... I have a special heart for gingers. I don't know. I've re- but... <laughs> 
It's not like the skinny, like nerdy ginger. No, it's, like, it's not. It's, it's like the, the Ron Weasley's the, Deadly yeah, Hallows. It's the. It's the. I don't it's know. The muscular ginger. It's, like, it's just because you're like it's you're the, so unique. It's the Dorito body ginger. It's <laughs> like where their waist is so small. I've also heard this described as like swimmer bodies, where it's like they have broad shoulders and like a skinny waist. Eh, yes, yes, amazing. Anyway. Swim, yeah, I swam for 10 years, so I'm definitely... You're aware. Always, you're in it. Yes. Uh, it's always intimidating. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. But on other love songs, mm-hmm. because I know everyone used Girl by Foxy Ghost. Right. Um, I love the sound of older music. Okay. So, Making My Dreams Come True by Hall & Oates. Aww. And uh, Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Always yeah. just like... Make my heart feel There's that like way. There's like water. Yes. Just like a little like. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that is incredible. But I totally forgot what we were talking about before. We were talking about this. Gingers. Gingers. Oh, we were talking about gingers. Uh, <laughs> swimmers bodies. Gingers and Dorito slash swimmer bodies. It's not because they eat a lot of Doritos. It's because it's shaped in a triangular shape like a Dorito. They got the cut. They got that cut. The hip oh cuts. my god, the hip cut. I oh. literally cannot deal with life. Dude. Like, I just can't. I can't do it. I cannot do it. My sister works for the Olympic swim team. Stop. Stop it right now. I, the boys she has met, <laughs> I would cry because they are so beautiful. So is that like your, like, what's your type? You you said you have an affinity for gingers. You haven't dated any gingers. But though. yeah, I think, guess from um, past relationships, mm-hmm. like guys with dark hair and dark eyes and tall. Boys. Um, oh, okay. I think that what I was saying earlier was um some the dude who was six seven posted like like oh show goodness. me I don't have to post shirtless pics to get likes on this app or something like that. And he had but his first picture was like with this little puppy, like this little like fluffy little pup, and I messaged him and was like puppy pictures greater than shirtless pictures true. every time. Every time. I think that guys know that now. I think that dogs are a ploy on a lot of people's Profiles. At I this appreciate point. it though. I still like it. I don't like it if it's not your dog. Like, don't take a picture with a yes. dog if it's not your dog. Y'all in Texas, you don't understand how many Tinder profiles either have a fish in it or oh a dead God. deer or a dead deer, and they're like holding guns. My okay. So here's another one. What is your like instant swipe lefts? You're like, no, no, no. I'm not about it. <laughs> Trump voter. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't know. Minus like, I don't do any, I'm sorry, I don't do any military. I'm like, I am I don't have the emotional constitution for that. Oh, I, no. No. I'm like, no military, no guns, no fish picture. Um, I have seen people that just put like MAGA or MAGA uh, in their profile. Uh, like they're trying to sneak by and I'm like, I know what that means. <sighs> Binch, get out of here. Uh, uh, smoking, smoking cigarettes on their profile also. Cause it's like, I, I can't, I can't date smokers. (sighs) I, you can be my perfect person. Mm -hmm. I hate the smell of cigarette Mm -hmm. smoke and we will never be together. I'm so sorry. The problem is, and like, I do think the aesthetic of smoking is incredibly hot. Incredibly hot. I see a dude smoking a cigarette. I'm like, 
How can you not? Society it's, makes it's it so, so But that's cool. the thing is they play it up and they make it cooler and they make it hotter. But then you smell someone and you're just like, meh. Also, that being said, Julian used to smoke cigarettes all the time. And apparently everyone else could smell the cigarette smoke on him. And yes. I never could. What? I'm not kidding. Fam, I know Julian. <laughs> I have had to kiss Julian for scenes in acting class. It's like my brain turned it off. Like, I never smelled it. I never... It's the rose-colored goggles. Uh-huh. You had them over your nose. <laughs> I had it over my nose. Like, my t- I couldn't taste it. I couldn't smell it. I couldn't, like, straight up. It was so strange. I don't know what it is. I Maybe it's evolution. I don't know. That happens, though. Uh-huh. Because after a relationship, you realize you're like, oh, my God. I didn't see... All of these problems mm-hmm. or all of these things that just didn't work. Yeah. It's so... So nuts. Y'all, lust uh, does a lot. Uh-huh. And Derek, and this isn't even anything I'd fault him for. Like, this isn't his fault or anything. But, like, someone was talking about, like, blah, blah, yeah, he has bad teeth. And I go, what? And they're like, <gasps> yeah, his teeth are fucked up. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, have you never noticed that? And then the next time I looked at his teeth, he had like all these crooked teeth, which is, I don't think you should make fun of people's teeth because like if their family couldn't afford orthodontia, like. Also braces suck. Also braces fucking suck. So it's like, don't make fun of people's teeth. But I just want you to know that if you're out there and there's someone that likes you, they probably, and you have crooked teeth, they probably, you probably won't even notice because I didn't notice until someone pointed it out. They're like, yeah, Derek's teeth are fucked up. And I'm like, wait, what? And the next time I saw him, I was like, holy shit, they are kind of fucked up. Oh my God. And I never knew. I never realized. My favorite episode of How I Met Your Mother is the glass Glass shattering episode. Oh my God. Guys, if you haven't watched How I Met Your Mother. It is on Hulu. It is great. There's Mm -hmm. an episode where they all realize the weird shit that they do mm-hmm. that and then other people tell them about that uh-huh. and then it the glass it, it's breaks. like a gla- it's like things that people didn't notice and there's a glass shattering effect because it's like oh my god i never noticed that about them but now like i can only notice that yes. about them it's it's nuts it's but i all i i, I <laughs> I also like go forward with anybody. I'm I'm always keeping that in mind. And they're just like, oh yeah, like tell me about this person. And I'm just like, I don't know if I should tell them about like this one annoying thing. Like I don't yes. know if they've noticed it about them. Because if you can ignore it, then fucking continue to ignore it. Like yes. it's not a big deal. So I think we've I think we've honestly reached the end of the pod. Oh my so I do have one more question for you. And I know that I, I know that you've told me this before. Yes. Where you've never been in love. Yes. But let's just say if you can guess, if you can assume what the, the highest emotion you've ever felt for someone. Yes. Craney, what does love feel like? I think and this is a gander, Mm -hmm. Um, but I, whenever I'm dating someone and I bring them to like a social function and I just look at them across the room, living their life and talking to people that they love, I don't know, and you just look across the room and you feel so lucky to have them in your life Mm -hmm. and you're, you're so proud to be a part of that. I think that's what love feels like. Aww. Obviously, I'm not 100% sure, mm-hmm. but that I think that's the closest I've got is just 
you know, when you can appreciate your partner so much. Yeah. But, yeah. That's so sweet. And I also know that, um, especially in our friend group, like, people we know are fucking weird. And so if you can't get down with, like, the bits and the weirdness yes. and the... And half of our bits are just someone saying something and then, like, four other people repeating it in different voices. That's so true. Honestly, meeting people, difficult. Making them yours, even more difficult. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Almost impossible. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the I podcast. so happy that I got to be on this podcast. Of course. Oh my god. As gosh. you know, I'm a super fan. So we was... were all hanging out and Charlotte was literally talking about her love life and I was like, oh yeah, Bumble Boy. I literally felt like a stalker because I knew so much about her life. Oh but gosh. I love this podcast so much. I'm so happy to be on it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Oh my God. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovedrunkpod. You can follow me on Instagram at oscharlotterose. You can follow me on Twitter at oscharrose. Plug your social media, please. Yes. Kristen Rainey. So K-R-I-S-T-E-N-R-A-N-E-Y 719 is my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I have my Twitter tag in my Instagram bio. I think I'm pretty fucking funny. (laughs) And I retweet really funny shit. Mm -hmm. So follow me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I love you all. But yeah, I guess that's it. I feel like the last few episodes I've had like more things to plug, but like that's it. That's we we have it. plugged all of the things. So for Kristen Rainey and Charlotte Rose at Love Drunk, all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. Stay drunk. Please stay drunk. I'm begging you. Please stay drunk. <laughs> Even on a Sunday. At 1 Even on PM. a Sunday at 1 p.m. It's it's three o'clock right now, so yes. it's a little bit better. But yes. but please be loved. Stay drunk. All of those things. <laughs> okay, we love you. Good night.